11 minutes to go in over in the first quarter of overtime. Vikings on the doorstep of advancing in the playoffs. Shotgun balls on the fourth. Kyle Rudolph to the left. Cousin, shotgun back to his left. Takes a snap. Looks to the left. Firing. Rudolph caught. Touchdown. Vikings win. 26-20. They knock off the Saints. That was me with the call. The game winner by the Vikings to advance in the playoffs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messiner. The playoffs have arrived, but I'm going to start with Week 17. Some lackluster efforts there. We'll talk about that. I'll then break down Wild Card Weekend. Preview Divisional Round. Talk about some big injuries. The GOATs are gone. More on that. All that and much, much more coming up on Sports with Yosef. Week 17 brings out the best and the worst in certain teams. It definitely did not bring out the best in the Steelers and the Patriots. And, it, I mean, that's kind of a surprise. Because when you talk about two well-coached teams, two well-managed teams, two teams that put it there all, I mean, you're talking about a team in Tom Brady where Bill Belichick has set an example saying, I don't care if it's week 17 and I've clinched. I play the GOAT. I play Tom Brady. And yet he makes that statement. He does that every year. Week 17 this year was no different, but the results very different. I mean, the Steelers blown out by the Ravens' backup quarterback RG3. In defense, Steelers were down to their third-string quarterback, but they actually he's second-string now because Duck Hodges was moved over Mason Rudolph. But the Patriots just blew it to the Dolphins, and that cost the Patriots. A bye, and a, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, when was the last time the Patriots were in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, they've had a bye going back for a long time. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, give me a date on this one, guys. You want to, I mean, I don't know. It's got to have been at least before 2010. 2010, 2009. I remember the Ravens beat the Patriots in 2009. Ray Rice had like 180 rushing yards. Um... That was a wild card in Fox, bro. So like maybe 2009, last time the Patriots didn't have a bye? I don't remember. I don't know. It's been a while. The Patriots are so good. And you had to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are tanking. And you still can't beat them? What does that say about the Patriots? What does that say about your organization? What does that say about your team, which is a gone, a byproduct of the past? It is gone. The Patriots are over. They need to redo it. Brady's gone. He's not performing. They they only have one Hall of Fame wide receiver. Their Hall of Fame t uh, possible Hall of Fame tight end. He retired. They still got the greatest coach of all time. Their running game's not been as good. Sony Michelle's been decent. Uh, he's not been outstanding. They've not had any offensive firepower. Brady needs the guys around him to win, and he needs a heavy rotation of guys around him for him to win, and he doesn't have that. And I'm not sure you can find that heavy rotation anywhere except the Pro Bowl, which, by the way, Brady didn't make. So, the Patriots lost. And they, I mean, they made the playoffs. They had clinched the division by that point. But, I mean, you, you, you lose to the Dolphins? I mean, and then you talk about, I mean, just the Steelers. RG3 coming off the bench. 
I get it, James Conner's not playing. You're playing for a playoff seat. They, and then, I don't know, five minutes left in the game, they realized, um, they found out that they were eliminated. But, it, but they weren't playing well until that point. Their offense was blanketed, smothered by the Ravens' defense. And RG3, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he, he didn't throw for any touchdowns. But the running game thrived in wet, rainy, miserable conditions in Baltimore. I mean, it was not a fun game to watch. And the Steelers looked like they're just like, I don't, I'm, go, I'm going to sleep. You know what? Wake me up next year when Ben Roethlisberger is healthy again, if he can stay healthy. I don't know. You know, yeah, let's end the season. I mean, you're week 17. You're playing for the playoffs. And that's what you do? And the Steelers are a good organization, as are the Patriots. And it was just shocking and astounding to me to see such bad play, horrific play, come out. I mean, week 17. And wildcard weekend. Brady didn't do well against the Dolphins. Well, he did even, you can say he did even worse against the Titans. Patriots are out of the playoffs, guys. They lost to the Titans. Titans moving on to Baltimore. Titans... They attacked the Patriots with Derrick Henry. And, he, and I had a Patriots fan, fan come up to me and say, well, I, I mean, and we were talking about the game. And he was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll be able to stop Derrick Henry. That's our, I mean, we got such a great defense. And I was like, no, that's the Patriots' weakness. They got a great pass defense. They can't stop the downhill attack. I mean, I, I predicted Titans. And I was right to predict Titans. But, you, I mean, Brady didn't look sharp. And, I mean, maybe, I'm not going to say Bill, I mean, Mike Vrabel, you can make a case that Mike Vrabel outcoached Bill Belichick. That rarely happens. And, underratedly, the Titans have made the playoffs like two out of the last three years. I mean, they played the Patriots last time also, didn't they? Although that was in the divisional round because Patriots had the bye. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I mean... I remember watching that game. But yeah, Titans move on. I mean, he got red-hot quarterback Ryan Tannehill, one of the hottest teams in football, going against one of the hottest teams in football. That's going to be fun. We'll talk more about that later. I mean, before that Titans-Patriots game, you had Texans-Bills. And this was a game to me. You got two mobile quarterbacks. It's the next generation of quarterbacks in the NFL. And a lot of different stuff happened. And I'm not going to lie, I did not see the first half of the game. I saw highlights from the first half, I did not see the first half. But what I saw in the second half, and what I saw in overtime, by the way, I think it's the first overtime game in wildcard weekend history. I, I, I doubt that stats right. Maybe I'm, I'm, I must be saying it wrong. Maybe wildcard weekend last, overtime last decade, something like that. It wasn't, it's been an anomaly. We've not seen that. But, I mean... Texans, Bills, you know what I saw? I saw two teams that were dropping passes, that were dropping interceptions, that weren't making passes and to open receivers, that weren't performing, and that teams that didn't look like they they deserved to win, and teams that looked like they didn't want to win. It would look like teams that they looked like they wanted to hand the ball off to the opponent and say, you do the job, I want to go to sleep. That's what it looked like. And there was a winner. The Texans won in overtime. But I question. 
the coaching in that game. There was, I mean, okay, so it was about a fourth down and one. Texans had the ball. If they can, um, they're up by three. They're in field goal range. If they kick a field goal, it puts the Bills in a six-point deficit. They have to score a touchdown. Instead, they go try to go for it on fourth down, and they did go for it, and they failed to convert. Bills have the ball, and I'm thinking to myself, how, I mean, how crazy can you be? What are you doing? Kick the field goal and go make it a six-point game, force the Bills to score a touchdown, play your defense back, play, and not, I mean, instead they give the Bills good field position. Bills drove 30 yards, kicked a field goal, we're going overtime. I was not impressed by the coaching. I wasn't, imp- I mean, I wasn't impressed much by the coaching at all. Um, by by the Texans, Bills. There wasn't anything I really noticed coaching wise. Um, but then in overtime, like I said, Texans won. Deshaun Watson had a play, which people are talking about. Watson wizardry, Lamar like Lamar Jackson, even better than Lamar Jackson. Oh my goodness, what a play! No, absolutely no. So I don't know what the rest of the world is saying. I have a bunch of friends from Houston. And they are unwilling to concede this point to me. And I, like I said, I don't know what the rest of the world is saying. I don't know if this is just Houston. I don't know if this is just homers. I don't know if this is the everyone. Watson wizardry. Deshaun Watson was hit, was hit by two guy, but guys in the backfield, like pretty much at the same time, spun out of it and made a play. I made a big play out of it. That's what happened. And what happened was a little bit more in depth here. Deshaun Watson was being plowed to the ground by by one guy on on and then as he was going down to the other guy a second Bills player came and hit Watson back up to his feet. This is simple physics. I mean, this happens all the time in the NFL. You I mean, not as much with quarterbacks. You got a running back, a wide receiver, tight end going down the field. You're hit at the same time by guys on opposite sides. The hits negate. And you're just going as pretty much as if you weren't hit. And Deshaun Watson, it wasn't wizardry. He was going to the ground. It wasn't wizardry that got him away from those two defenders. It was pure physics. And, hey, I mean, Texans won in the end. I don't know. but That's just, that's just something which I, I wrote down in my notes to talk about. But I was like, I don't know. Should I? Should I not? Yeah. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what the rest of the world is saying. But I do know what I saw on the NFL Network, which uh, NFL website, which said Watson was a G, and I was like, "Come on, okay, really? Uh, no, I'm t- I guess I had to talk about this." And yes, I know the NFL has to pump up their game. It's all about advertising. It's about branding. All that good stuff. I don't care. That was luck. That you can even say it was stupidity by that second Bills player to see Watson going to the ground and diving in to get another hit, because they could have called that a penalty if he if he reached Watson a second later. I don't know. N- not not good playing by the Bills. And Texans fans being fans, I'm not saying they can't do that. I'm just saying you're wrong. You heard the audio in the beginning. The Vikings, they beat the Saints. And I'm going to take you back a couple of years ago. Case, a different quarterback for the Vikings. His name is Case Keenum. Keenum firing to the right sideline, caught by Diggs. Stupid decision on the tackling on the back end by the Saints and going to the house and going to the NFC Championship, Stephon Diggs and the Vikings. They tore the hearts out of the Saints. Last year, 
Saints coming up on a game-winning drive. Breeze firing to the outside, looking his, for his receiver, who got thumped. There was a helmet-to-helmet -helmet play. There was pass interference. Both no calls in the NFL. They instituted rules in the offseason because of that no-call pass interference, which, by the way, I've said it multiple times. You really want to tell me with the way the, the, the replays are going on that pass interference that they would have overturned that hit by Nicole Robbie Coleman on Tommy Lee Lewis? You really want to tell me they would have overturned it? Because I'm, I'm doubtful. I'm skeptical. I'm telling you they would not overturn it. And, there, I mean, there are hits comparable to that from this year. I mean, just the first one that pops to my mind right now is the hit on Mark Andrews against the 49ers. He got hit by two different 49ers. Um, right as the ball was about to get to him, and it was hardball challenge, reviewed, no P.I. I mean, that, that was just as blatant as the hit in the NFC Championship last year. But what do you know? They didn't call it then, and they didn't call... I mean, they didn't call it then in the NFC Championship. They didn't call it against the 49ers, although that was an epic football game, regardless of that uh, mess up by the officiating. Okay, so, you, so you've got a Saints team, who I had joked, alright, they lost divisional, they've been ha heartbreak divisional round, heartbreak, uh, NFC Championship, it's time for some heartbreak in the Pro Bowl, guys. Uh, I don't know, something maybe Breeze will get in the shot, I don't know, something's gonna gotta happen in the Pro Bowl. Well, it kind of went the other way. Heartbreak, the wild card. And this was a game where Drew Brees didn't do so well. He struggled. The whole team, the whole Saints team struggled. Defense, but I mean, it was really low-scoring game. And then what happened was fourth quarter, Saints awoke, and they went down the field, and they tied it up. And they, were, I mean, it was going back and forth. End of 60 minutes, tie ball game, overtime. Here's what happened. The Vikings had the ball, and I f don't remember who had ball first. It, um, but here's what happened. Like I said, the Vikings had a ball, had the ball, and they moved their way down the field. And you heard the audio in the beginning. It was a, about the f uh, the four Kirk Cousins firing left side of the end zone, caught his tight end, touchdown, ball game. But wait, because at the very top of the route, going up, going back, there was an arm extension by Kyle Rudolph. This arm extension, not, did it affect the play or not? Now, the teams that swarmed the field, uh, I should say the Vikings that swarmed the field, the Saints were pleading for a flag here. And I'm not going to tell you whether it was or wasn't pass interference. Because the NFL has yet to define what egregious means. And that's what the key word was. Was that egregious? Was it not egregious? Did it have something to do with the play? Yes. Did it gain separation? Yes. Did it impact the play? Yes. Should it have been reviewed? 100% yes. It wasn't reviewed. I've ranted about the officials on this podcast. I've ranted about the officials on the videos on Sportscaster. Which, by the way... Now that I'm on it, I want you to check out the videos on Sportscaster. Um, check out all the stuff I did there. Sportscaster.com, sportscaster.com, uh, forward slash yosifm613. Check out my page there. Check out my blog, sportsblog.com, slash yosifm613. 
Twitter, username, I'm not trying to trick you, at YoSafeM613. Check out all of the previous uh, episodes of Sports with YoSafe. It's not YoSafeM613, it's Sports with YoSafe. Check that out, please. I've ranted about the officials. And by the way, the official for that game was fired right after the game. He's like, you messed up play, you caused the Saints, get out of here! Because a lot of people had picked the Saints for the Super Bowl from before the season, from right before the playoffs, from the halfway point, the Saints were a pick, which a lot of people were picking, including myself. I picked the Saints before the season to win it. I picked um, right before the playoffs. I said the Saints would lose the Super Bowl, but I had them going there. And then you've got the Vikings waltz into New Orleans. Second time in three years that, they, that the Vikings have torn the hearts and made the city of New Orleans cry. Because what they have done in the last seconds of the game. And, I mean, it's heartbreaking for New Orleans. There's a talk of, I mean, whose fault is it? I mean, Jubilees didn't play well, and I said that. He didn't play well for the first three quarters. But whose fault is it the Vikings, the Saints lost? I mean, Stefan Diggs, whose fault is it they missed a tackle? Whose fault was it there's a no call? That's my thing with rings, judging a player by rings. Rings tells the story of a team, of a team effort. One person, two people, that's not a team. That's a, that's one person, that's a tandem, a duo. You, yeah, one, it's got to be more than one person. That's my thing, I mean, that's my thing with Brady. Brady's great. But, all those rings... They're not all because of him. Don't say Brady's or Brady won. I mean, Brady's won six Super Bowls. Yes, he has. But Brady hasn't gone out, thrown for 500 yards every Super Bowl, thrown for, thrown for 5,000 yards in the regular season to get his team to the Super Bowl, play really well in the playoffs. No, it's a team effort. Defense comes up with a play here. Special teams there. Crazy catch by a receiver on another. And that's what happens. It's a team effort. That's what football is. It's really the ultimate team sport. And that's how, I mean, that's what one thing that I like about football. And that's what's going to, I mean, and that's her, Breeze's legacy. I mean, what what he's done, Breeze, he's had, an, he, he was injured, but he played really well when he wasn't injured. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But the NFL's got to define what egregious means in the offseason. Fourth game of wildcard weekend, Eagles, Sa- uh, Seahawks. You got to make one prediction for this game. Besides, who is going to win? I don't know. Let's think. What 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 happens with the Eagles right around January? Well, number eleven normally gets hurt. Carson Wentz. You know what? Let's let's predict Carson Wentz gets hurt. Oh wait, because that's like happened for the last what four, five, seven, twenty, twenty-five, forty years, millennia. I don't know. Happens every year. Well, guess what happened? Wentz went out with a concussion for the duration of the game. Uh, somewhere in the first half. What's new? Seahawks and. I don't know. It was a low-scoring game, one-score game at the end. Uh, Eagles, I don't, I don't feel like they particularly played well. They played that well. Seahawks, I don't think they they were that great either. And look, they did enough to get the job done. They were aggressive enough to get the job done. They did their part. And Seahawks are moving on. Not, not really much to talk about, except for the I mean, really, one thing I want to talk about, classy move by Russell Wilson at the end of the game, showing, I mean, why he's so beloved. Russell Wilson was talking to Doug Peterson post-game. It's like, is Carson okay? Classy move, checking on his on his fellow 
league uh, league teammate, fellow quarterback. It's the right thing to do. It's the classy thing to do. And props to Russell Wilson for doing it. All right, divisional weekend. Enough of the wild card. It's gone. It's time for the the best teams in the NFL to square off against each other. We got two who one seeds, two two seeds. We got two six seeds, and the Titans and the Vikings. We got a three seed in the and two three seeds. Okay, no, a three seed and a four seed. The Texans. No, did the Texans beat the Patriots? No. No, Texans were the four seed because they played the Bills, right? I'm not messing this up. Yeah, Texans were the four seed, Patriots were the three seed. Okay, we got a two ones, two twos, a three out of four, and two sixes. Great. Well, here's what it's going to look like right now. 49ers, Vikings, Chiefs, Texans, Packers, Seahawks, Ravens, Titans. Got a whole lot to talk about Ravens, Titans, as I'll be previewing that one. Let's leave that for last. Alright, 49ers, Vikings. Vikings, they just come out off that dramatic win. Versus the Saints, coming against a 49ers team that was one of the best teams in the regular season in the NFL. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to take four. Uh, I'm, I think 49ers defense will shut down uh, the Vikings offense. I mean, it was getting a little bit chippy on the Vikings sideline during the game, really poor overtime. Stephon Diggs really wasn't. Didn't really have a catch on until third or fourth quarter, and he wasn't happy about that. So I don't know. I'm not loving where the Vikings are emotionally right now. Uh, mentally, I, I'm just I don't know. Coming off that such that huge high going to San Francisco, these teams did not play in the regular season. I'll take the 49ers. Chiefs Texans. Well, earlier in the year, Texans won this game, but that was without Tyreek Hill. And, I don't know. As a fan, uh, as a Ravens fan, I want the Texans to win because I think the Texans aren't as good as the Chiefs. As an analyst, I think the Chiefs are going to win. And, as I'm not part of the NFL Network, but if I'm part, if I'm part of the NFL, I'm like, yeah, we want the Chiefs to win. I'd love to see another Jackson Mahomes showdown. Honestly, who wouldn't want to see Watson Jackson either? But, Chiefs... Dynamic offense, so many guys down the field they could make plays. I don't think the Texans defense is deep enough to be able to cover guys enough guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, and I'm not. Uh, JJ Watt is back for the Texans, which I forgot to say earlier. He came up with a couple of plays against the Bills. Uh, the Texans, I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I think we could see a shootout. Um, I'll take the Chiefs here. Seahawks Packers. I don't know. What do, what do you think about this team? Seahawks, I mean, first off, how many good games have we had between the Seahawks and the Packers in the playoffs? Is it? I don't know. How many times have they played each other? But I don't know. What was going to be? You had that NFC Championship, which was, I mean, uh, Packers jumping out that lead, Seahawks coming back going to the Super Bowl. What do you say? What do you say, guys? Seahawks, pa Packers, I mean, pa both teams, very good offenses. MVP caliber quarterbacks. Uh, Seahawks rushing attack, attack is a little bit banged up here. And I'm going to take the Packers here at home. But I saw a really interesting stat on this. The Seahawks, they only lost one game on the road. The Packers, they only lost one game at home. Get set for some drama. You can, you can predict a winner all you want. I think this is one of the hardest games to predict. And I think this is also one of the best games we're going to see in the divisional round. 
I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be an epic showdown in Green Bay. Packers coming off that bye. Packers, they never seem to have enough in the playoffs. They're always a fun pick before the season. Which, by the way, a lot of teams weren't even picking the Packers before this year. Uh, a lot of people, I should say. Give myself props here. I said Packers would be 13-3. and Oh, wait. What was the Packers' record? 13-3. and So... That's where the Packers are. And I'm going I'm to go Packers here. Let's say they move on in the playoffs. Ravens, Titans. Alright, Titans. They've won 8 out of the last 11. Ravens, they've won their last 12. The Titans, I mean, they're a team. Derrick Henry, big, bruising running back. The Ravens, they have the number 5 rush defense. Uh, this is the Titans team in offense, which Ryan Tannehill, a bit of a mobile quarterback. They do a lot of play actions, a lot of boots, a lot of rollouts, a lot of um, QB sprints, stuff like that, to get Tannehill out, um, outside the outside the middle of the pocket, shift him over. They do a lot of different stuff like that. Corey Davis down the field, he's a big threat. Titans on defense, they give up a lot of yards and touchdowns, but but they get some turnovers. And it'll be interesting to see Lamar Jackson does such a good job of protecting the football. It'll be interesting to see how that work plays out. And we got all of the AFC Player of the Month, Offensive Player of the Month, in this game. Lamar Jackson, he won September. He won October. Lamar Jackson won November. Ryan Tannehill won December. Tannehill is really hot. Lamar Jackson, he didn't play against the Steelers. He's also coming off of a bye, so it's been a while. So he'll be interesting to see what it's like. And by the way, it's meant to be great weather conditions. I don't know, 50 degrees, like 50 degrees, and as of now, no precipitation. So that'll be good um, just for overall experience, um, fan experiences and footing. I mean, what it could, I don't think it's going to come down to this, but if it does, the Titans, they've got a, an inexperienced kicker. I'm sorry I didn't get his name earlier. Ravens, they got the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker. Defensively, um... It seems got to be able to stop the opposing rushing attack. Both teams have a very good rushing attack. Derek Henry, Ravens, Mark Ingram. By the way, Mark Ingram, he didn't practice yesterday. He didn't practice today, yesterday, Tuesday, today, Wednesday. He wants to play. He was on track last week to play. Now it's not so sure if he'll be 100%. Do the Ravens need Mark Ingram to beat the Titans? I'm not so sure they do. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, they're, they're pretty good. Tandem back there in the backfield and all set up by Lamar Jackson. So it'll be interesting to see. We might see some Heisman packages. Well, it won't be triple Heisman. It might be double Heisman. They might bring in RG3 if Mark Ingram doesn't play. I'm not sure what they'll do. Uh, Mark Ingram wants to play, but it, it, it's it's day-to-day -day with Mark Ingram if he will play. But it's coming down to stopping opposing rushing attacks. Stop, take away the, I mean, and when you take away the rushing attack, that takes away the play action. Both teams have very good play action. Both teams are going to be going outside the pocket a little bit. Raven, both teams get a lot bunch of turnovers. Um, Titans give a, get a bunch of sacks. So Ravens not as much. So that'll be interesting to see. Ravens, well, I mean, we've not yet seen that big explosive play on special teams. Could it come? Could it come? Quite possibly. Probably not, though. And I'm not so sure how the Titans special team coverage and return units are. Did not have time to research that. But here's the thing. Ravens, winners of 12 in a row. I'm taking the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are better than the Titans. And I think this will be, I mean, I think, I'm not, 
I could see this being a blowout. I think the Ravens could figure out a way to stop Derrick Henry. They've, when they've, I mean, week 16, they faced Nick Chubb. They shut him down. I think they they will be able to shut down this rushing, rushing attack, hold them, I don't know, about 100 yards or so. They've been averaging, giving up 93 a season. Like I said, number five rush defense in the NFL. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. And I'm broadcasting that game on Sportscaster. I'm hopefully starting a pregame show at 8. Check that out. I talked about the link earlier. There's also links to all the stuff in the description of this podcast. Look, it's going to be a fun one. The playoffs, drama is a given. MVP candidate, some of the hottest players in the NFL, some of the hottest teams in the NFL, they're squaring off against each other all over the league. I'll be right there covering it all with the live game. And with analysis here on Sports with Yosef, make sure you tune in to the next episode. Don't know when it will be, but thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messenner. I'll see you next time.